yeah, here we go again, it's the crew Living it loud, living it proud, rocking with the truth Holy Spirit in my pocket, always on the move 30 minute miracle, got no time to lose That's on God 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 guys welcome back to part two of our dating episode again with our special guest uh dr perrin so excited to have him on we had a blast conversating with our friend and we got into some really big things if you did not see part one make sure to go check that out as soon as you finish watching this one and as always like share subscribe make sure and drop us a comment let us know that you're watching and be sure to share it with your friends man share it with everybody you know you know, we get into some juicy stuff, so enjoy part two. Once you once you do get married, those first, I would say, honestly, for me, it was like the first six months. And we yeah. both agreed that the first six months was rough. And it's just, it's a total adjustment. You go from being single to, to having to live with somebody. But yeah, I don't know if it'll ever be perfect, but but I think you'll have a sense of peace over it. Like, yeah. like we, we, we weren't like, oh, wow, this is God- perfectly lining everything up but we knew he was in it exactly and that's what you look for you you look to make sure that that both of you are seeing god in yes. the relationship mm. and if you could do that then 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 you know once god is in it it's not two of you getting together it's three of you exactly god has to be the one to keep you guys together so i just wanted to interject that part there that's good you, your your insight is so valuable dylan really it really is mm -hmm. Thank you. Mm. Yeah. Listen, nah, Don's, Don's, like, Don's really good. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, when you're ready to talk about that, I'm definitely, I'm definitely down to talk about that because I, I, I actually have a question. Um, in this day and age, do you guys think when it comes to dating, we should still be doing like courtship dating? I think that goes without saying. I really think that that depends on the man. If, first of all, I'm a person that's very, it's my personality to be very detailed to, to, to a woman. It's like, it's like, I want to, I don't want to, I want to get to know you because I want to be intrinsic when I am, when I do for you. I don't want to, I don't want it to be a thing where we're upset and I have to think about what to do. I want to know you inside and out where mm. I know how to quote unquote, turn you on with words mm. that I don't have to, there's no fit. And that's the thing with intimacy. see, we can't touch God, No, but, but we have an essence of who he is through his, through the embodiment of the Holy spirit. Mm. And through that embodiment, we can feel his presence and know his presence. Yeah. His word brings light to us. How can we do that? Okay, so if everything is so body-centered and we never be able to understand the woman inside out or for you to understand the man inside out, how can we really make, how can we really reach intimacy? That's my, right. aunt, my aunt broke this thing up and I love, God bless her soul. She took the word intimacy to to she deconstructed it and she said into me you see mm -hmm. and the thing is is that like like people say i want to be so i want to be so in love with god that that is where i find my wife or yeah. i find my 
husband. How are you going to do that when you don't take the necessary steps of courting, opening up a door, pulling out a chair, taking the check? Well, that depends on what restaurant we go to. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's so true. I mean, like, um, like the full works, like having like a, another person there oh like, she means like, like you know courtship you know what i mean like, like a chaperone how do you guys feel about <laughs> still doing about you know in this day and age young people still doing that or oh i never knew that existed so this is not the pro this is not the question for me I, I never wait okay so iris can, and jacob can you explain that to me because as far as the courtship, what are we talking about? Like when we go on a date, we got a third party there, like eat yeah, something. So, like, yeah, yeah, I think so. What Iris is asking about, and I, which I think honestly, um, the answer is pretty self evident. I think, but the idea of having yes, a third party, um, someone kind of there, making sure no one's messing around. See, the thing about that is, is ultimately, um, if we're talking kids and we're talking teenagers and we're talking like yes. really young people. Yes, a hundred percent. Obviously, you can. Y'all kids cannot be trusted <laughs> with their own bodies. That like the, it'll go from pinkies to 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 things I can't say on this podcast, and it goes it goes real quick. You want to know how I know? Because I know that's it. But <laughs> to what Perrin was saying, which is so so pivotal to any relationship, it's spirit first. And everything yes. else after you, if you, yes. you have to you have to intentionally connect on a spiritual level before you can even dream of getting to the physical because everything else in the relationship will be handled based off of how how you approach each other. And so if you're approaching each other on a physical first relationship, then everything else arguments um you know who's gonna pay for what you know all the all the things that come up will 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 be patterned after that um and so one of the mm. things that you you know we're talking about with like um courting i think that's that's when it comes to like a certain age group but if you're an adult let's be honest you just like everything else in scripture you are accountable for your yeah. actions for your decisions for your self-control which is a fruit of the spirit yeah. So, yes. you know, I, I mean, I de listen, my mom would be so mad if I asked her to come with me on a date with a <laughs> woman. She would kick me out so fast. I, I, so, listen, I think that is that pretty much answers the question, right? We're, we're not it's, we're talking about two very different things when it comes to courtship. But courtship it all in general is a, is we're advocating for court, courting. And I mean, like, at the same time, if you think about it, like any relationship especially when well let me say this christian-centered relationship you always have that third party which is gone so it's not like that's a foreign concept really but i think yeah it's it's something that you know it, it, it does exist in the christian room like, like you have this relationship with god and also you're having a relationship with other persons who um mm -hmm. and i think i think as, a, mm. as an individual you need to be able to know yourself yeah, like you need to know your limits. You need to know your boundaries and be real with yourself. Don't don't mm. be like mm. you're ignoring the red flags in the relationship and then ignore your own red flags. Mm. That's where you get yourself in trouble, right? Like you know your temptations, man. Like you, you right. don't be in a room alone with the other person if you know you can't control yourself. Mm. And even if you think you mm. can, you probably shouldn't be there anyway, just in case. Like yeah. you have mm. to be, you have to be smart, you know. And 
I know teenagers are young and dumb and they want to do all this stuff, but this is true. But look, so then if that's the case, if you know, and it takes a certain level of intelligence to admit that you're young and dumb, but if you're young and dumb, just do it. Do what we said, man, have a third party with you. What's the worst that's going to happen? Like right. see, that again, goes back to what's your intention with the relationship. Is mm. it just physical? Are you just trying to get some real quick? Or are you trying to genuinely know the person like Pan was talking about? Yeah. Because if you want to know the person, it doesn't matter if the third person is there, right? It doesn't matter Absolutely. if you're with everybody. It's just going to be the mm. two of you regardless because that's what you mm. really care about. But if it's about that thing, then you're going to want to be by yourself, right? Then all of a sudden the third person, the third wheel becomes an issue so, like, if that's an issue for you, that's also a little bit revealing about yourself, about what your mm. intentions are. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. I want to I um, come in with another question, because I think we're, we, were, we, we, covered, we covered some pretty hot topics. Um, and I'm, this is something that I think, I don't know, you guys let me know what you think. This question is, how do you love without idolizing? Mm. so it's 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 it is what it is I and mean, it's like how do you love a person how do you enter into a relationship without them becoming the you know putting them on on a pedestal too much and maybe this is something maybe for more of our younger our younger audience because that's something i tend to see in our younger people um i'll, I'll take that one really really quickly i truly believe that because we have um, the desire to connect and desire to um, be fulfilled and satisfied, right? We think, we look at it in the sense of not fulfillment to add on, but fulfillment to compensate, right? Mm -hmm. So I have a lacking, I have a hole in my heart. I'm not looking to grow and close that hole myself. I'm looking for someone else to do it. And when that person come with their sweet smelling perfume and their lips and hips, now mm. I'm allowing them to interject into me and to fill that void. And if they leave me, that void comes back. Mm -hmm. So now I'll do anything. I will say anything. I will empty out my bank account. I will buy you the most expensive car. I will put you on a pedestal because what you give me is what I need. Mm. How do we, how, how, how do we get out of that concept? Well, it, I'll, give, I'll share a little bit with me. It's like, you know, I had my last relationship was in 2016 and, it, and I, and I was a victim of that. Mm. She, she fulfilled in me things that were tied to my appearance. Um, I, anyone knows me out there, they know that I was definitely not a fan of, you know, my darker skin. I was not, a, I come from my grandparents, my grandmother and my grandfather. They're more than like, I don't even know how much Native American. And my brother got all the good genes. He got the blue eyes. He got the the, the different things, the, the higher cheekbones. Mine's are high, but his is way higher. And, um, you know, I was just like, oh, and then everyone in my family, all my siblings are very light-skinned and I'm the darker one. So I was always seen as the cousin. I was always seen as the friend uh. who took so I became the person taking the pictures instead of being in the pictures. Mm. And here comes this girl that told me I had the smoothest, prettiest, darkest skin she's ever seen. Wow. And so now it was no longer a void in me because she filled it. 
Yeah. So I was going after work late at night. I gained 60 pounds working being with her because late at night I would go pick her up from she was a social worker. I would go pick her up and we would have big meals at 12 midnight. Mm. And I gained an excessive amount of weight. And I didn't want to say I didn't want to eat those things because if what happens if I said that she would leave me and there would that void come back. So what I began to do is I said, before I get in another relationship, I'm going to love myself for what's waking up in the morning every day. Mm. I'm going to look at myself in the mirror and say, you are gorgeous despite what anyone says. Mm. And I'm going to paint the picture that I want to see every day and no longer allow the opinions and thoughts of others to dissuade me, right? Once I started doing that, and then once I started reading the word of God, where he says, in you, I have my being. When he says, I I am, when Paul said, we are the handiwork of God, I started saying to myself, Perrin, get it together, man. Mm. Get it together and love yourself. So now, I don't idolize anyone but the Lord. That's it. Because at the end of the day, I'm not going to look in a woman to fulfill me because I already have what I need. That's so good. That's so. And good. so this is what we do. How do we? How do we not idolize? We fill the void that the idol took the place of. Mm. If you think about it, what did the children of Israel? They idolized other nations and said, "We want a king." Not even realizing that they were worshiping the King of Kings, mm. the Lord of Lords. They wanted to be the same as other nations, yeah. and they got what they asked for. Yeah. <laughs> so at the end of the day, it's like, and I just was reading earlier when um when um King Asa went to another king to ask for protection instead of relying on the Lord. So yeah. we idolize what we covet and see other people have mm. and so when we when we see what they have and the way it makes them feel now we want it for ourselves because we're so empty inside so we go to great limps to get what they have not realizing that we're setting ourselves up for a trap yeah. love yourself appreciate yourself tell yourself in the morning you're beautiful hey if you go to if you go in my bedroom i have a big sign my cousin is like parent you're so you're so you're so conceited no i'm not conceited i'm convinced now mm. right mm. so i have a big sign in front of my door that says good morning gorgeous i love that <laughs> That's Look, okay. I don't, I don't, I don't stick to social constructs. Oh, you're a man. You got to be handsome. No, I'm a beautiful man. I don't. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't have to stick to the masculinity. Oh, men are not beautiful. Men are not gorgeous. I am. <laughs> That's and right. so the reason why that is, is because I worked on myself and I said, Lord, help me to love what I see in the mirror. Because check this out. Unless I get a lot of money and change those things, I'm going to die looking this way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I need to accept it and love yes. it. And that has minimized or even delinquished any thought of idolizing anything at this point. Sorry, guys. I got a little crazy. Nah, we love it. <laughs> need the crazy. Oh. That was that bars. Was, that was a perfect one. <laughs> That's All going, right. So, yeah. Ooh, so. Yeah, so that's it, man. No, that's going this that might go on the intro. That might be how we start this whole yeah, thing off. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, man. Um, one last question, and then guys, I think we I think we have a decent amount of content. We have about probably at least fifty minutes. All right, this is the this is the big one. We were this is what we were talking about while you were um getting your battery charged. Mm. Um, <laughs> what are, what do we think about Christians cohabitating? Huh. 
<laughs> let, me, let me hold on. Let me give you guys an example. I got to give you guys this really quick. I never been every relationship I've been in. I'm a very, very shy person. So every relationship I've been in, either somebody hooked us up or they came up to me. I never went up to a woman a day in my life. And um, I was doing jury duty and I was sitting down. I was standing up in the Bronx court. Iris and Jacob know about the Bronx court. You be on there until Jesus come. The line is so long. And um, (laughs) and I was there and this woman walked by me and she was just like, "Mm, mm, mm." I was like, okay. So we started talking. We went to lunch during the lunch break or whatever. And she had everything, y'all. She was in Africa. She was a social worker. She was working on her doctorate. She was all these things, man. She had a kid, which I thought was going to be a deal breaker. But then as I began to talk, I was like, listen, you know, we're both young. I was younger at the time. I said, we want another one. You know, I was really, really interested, y'all. And then what happened was we was on a train one day and she was a Christian, a woman of faith. Oh, man, this this is like tragedy right now, what I'm telling y'all. Mm. And um, so we was on a train going home and she looked at me. She's like, what do you think of our premarital sex? Oof. Is that OK to say? I'm sorry. That yeah, okay? no, it's good. Yeah, okay. we're good. Yeah. So she said, what do you think about that? And I said, well, I truly believe that that is something against God. What do you think? And she goes, hmm, well, I got to try it before I buy it. And Uh. that was the last conversation I've had with her. See, here's the thing. The thing with cohabitation, it, 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 it creates a slippery slope to fall into temptation. Mm. I once told a youth group, I said a lot, not a youth group, it was like an adolescent group. I was telling the young ladies and the young men, I said, you guys want marriage, but you guys are married too many times. Mm. He goes, what do you mean? I said, when you think about it, Adam and Eve, Adam knew his wife and they became one. Every time you go into a woman, that's your wife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you are you are married too many times. You got you got to divorce all those people, and then the Lord going to send the person. So I believe that there is nothing wrong with you in your house, me in my house. We come out of each other's house today, mm-hmm. and we go mm-hmm. back to each other, and we go back to my house, and you go back to your house. Because at the end of the day, where the God even speaks about, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and at the end of the day, cohabitation creates, listen, let me tell you something. Yes, the fruit of the spirit, one of them is self-control. However, and I'll be very honest, if we are in the bed and we are in our 90s and you slip over and you said I'm cold and you say you want a spoon, uh-huh. it's going down after that. <laughs> and I have to make sure that I do not sin against my body for my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Yes. So this is the reason why for me, it cannot work. I had this, let me just give you all this really quick. I had a friend. She, we went to Africa together. She met her husband in March. They got married in June and they raised four children and they're both doctors still together. 39 years after three months of dating. Wow. wow. When it's for you, it's for you. Amen. You do not have to conform to this. Oh, I want to just come on. Let me just come over. I just want to talk. No, you don't want to talk. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So at the end of the day, yes, I am told. That's why I did the cross sign. I'm totally yeah. against it. Let me tell you something. I am a single man and I can admit that I am not strong in many areas. And yes. I'm not going to put myself and subject myself to you coming over and sitting on my couch when it's going to lead to my bed. Yep. So absolutely not. We cannot do it X on the stop. No, cut it. That's it. 
That's so it. Let me, let me play devil ad, devil's advocate real quick. You know, what okay. if we know we're going to get married? Oh. Hey, we're just doing this to survive, man. We're just doing this to survive, you know? Oh, my God. It's hard. The economy's hard. It's cheaper to live under one roof. Oh my goodness, Dylan! I, 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 I have a, I have a, I have a case that I'm working on that had that same thing, mm-hmm. and so my thing is, is that we will consummate when we're in the same house as a married couple. I don't care if you are 24 hours before your wedding day, stay in your hotel and I will stay in mine. Because here's the thing: let me explain to you the sanctity of marriage. See, when you have many partners, you have a lot to compare your current partner to. Mm-hmm. This is the reason why God says no premarital, right? Because at the end of the day, the Lord has made your part for her part. Now, if you give your part to someone else and she acts upset, now you have a visual image of what to compare mm. someone else's part to, which breeds the thought of sinning. This mm. is the reason why God said no, because when we get to the room together, I'm going to only know your part and you're going to only know mine. And it doesn't matter the size of the boat. Yes. And we can get the hint. (laughs) It it doesn't matter how underdeveloped body parts are. If you're the first that I see, it's going to be beautiful. And this is this. This is why God said no premarital sex, because if it's if, if you have something to compare it to. When your husband is not having a good day, maybe he's stressed out and he can't perform. Now you're thinking about Tom. Mm. What's gonna happen? You're gonna wait till your husband go to sleep and go call Tyrone. Listen, this is the reason why he said no. I don't have nothing to compare a woman to. I don't have a woman that I can compare to. Oh, this one was better. No, you're gonna be my first one. So yeah, at the yeah. end of the day, whatever we do together, God has already ordained. And here's another thing, Dylan. People always say, well, how do you know you're going to perform? Or how do you know you're going to be the right fit in the bed? This is the reason why a lot of people test it out before marriage. Yeah. This is what I look. This is what I say. If the woman or the man is for you, God has already divinely placed those parts together to match. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Adam yeah. and Eve knew no one else. Adam, Adam, Eve rocked Adam's boat. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll leave it there. I'll leave it there. (laughs) Something about a flood and an ark and (laughs) a rainbow. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, I think too. Is right. Like, um, I think like what Perrin was saying about like a slippery slope, especially because a lot of people are, and I'll say I'll even like, all right, like for me, like if I know like a certain position or like situation is not good for me, like you 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 might know it, and also like it it comes from being aware of that too. Like sometimes it's, it's good to think about like all right, if I am in this position or I'm in this place physically or I am somewhere in my room or wherever, um, who, if, if God saw me and looked at me right now, would he be like, all right, Jonathan's good. He's, he's, he's doing fine. Mm. And then also think about if the devil looked at you and he was like, you know, oh, I can't get him right now, then mm. you'd be good. But then like, Oftentimes we forget like the devil's waiting for us to kind of just slip up a little bit 
to get mm-hmm. give him a little bit more wiggle room to work with because the, the wiggle room he, he works with is like that kind of slippery slope that we're willing to oh you know we'll just be like in the same room under the same roof maybe like kind of far apart from each other but you know that's enough mm-hmm. room for the devil to work with too yeah, <laughs> yeah. and i think sometimes it's, it's good to give yourself that i mean it comes with awareness but give yourself that perspective of like not just all right how am i feeling in this moment but like what are the other powers that be that could be influencing like me right now too as well? Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Man, I'm looking for the scripture because it comes it comes to mind. Don't give the enemy a foothold. I want to say it's in Ephesians, but I can't find it right now. But but they talk about that. Don't give the enemy a foothold because that's like you said, that's all he's waiting for. Yeah. And and let's be honest, in the society where lust right sex sells let's be honest right that's what they do i mean you see it everywhere i'm talking about like underwear commercial perfume commercial i never understood why why perfume commercials are so sexual right (laughs) it's because like no matter what it is a burger you could be fast food joint they'll find a way to make it sexual Mm -hmm. and that's the society we live in yeah so you're being tempted all around you and if you think that you're going to be strong enough to resist all of that and then date somebody and then put yourself in that situation, you're lying to yourself and you're mm. giving your foothold and, you know, nothing good comes out of that. Mm. Mm. I, I'll say this. My mom brought brings has been bringing this up recently. So my mom says that, you know, back then, cultures around the world, they all had their different kinds of pantheons and gods their idols the things that they worship what does america have well america has american gods and Mm. and you can sum that up in three things you can sum it up in sex drugs and rock and roll right Mm. sex i think the bible actually talks about this right you got the you got the the lust of the flesh you got the pride of life and then the lust of the eyes you know, it's one thing is when when the devil tempted Jesus those three times, he he gave them he, he gave Jesus the three most prominent sources of what causes us to stumble when we're weak. Jesus was weak. He was fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. That man hadn't touched no bread for a while and he was deep in the spirit. And so how did he combat those te- those temptations? It was all with the word. Right. Mm-hmm. And immediately mm-hmm. it comes, it brings to mind, how do we combat the, the lust? How do we combat these American gods? Submit to God, resist the devil. Notice how submit to God comes before resisting the devil. Right. Mm-hmm. Because you got to love God. You got to remember that you as a Christian, you are an extension of God in this mm-hmm. world on this side of eternity. Mm-hmm. And so everything that you do is is being taken into account because you bear the family name of the kingdom of God. And that mm. ought to motivate you to, to resist. Cause it's just like you said, Jonathan, like thinking about changing your perspective really. Um, and seeing that if what I'm doing right now would please the, please my enemy, then I know I'm doing the wrong thing. Right. Mm. And I need to, I need to run back to my father and go back to where, you know, prodigal son style, get back to my father. Cause where I'm at right now is not the right place to be. Mm. And I think, mm. I think that sums it up really well. Cause I think the end 
the overarching theme of this episode has been if you're going to date date god first yeah. like, god first right put yes. god seek god first because ultimately like jake said you know um i thought of the scripture when he said it like oh um if you live in the spirit and you won't fulfill the desires of the flesh mm -hmm. so, like be so focused on living for god and and saying take that litmus test you know is god going to be happy if he sees me doing this and you're not doing it out of fear it's out of respect that's mm -hmm. right you don't you don't act in a way that's gonna anger somebody on purpose if you love them that's mm -hmm. right you don't do things to to yeah. get people upset if you truly love them no you want to do what makes them happy. So if you live your life in the way that um, you live to make God happy, all of a sudden dating becomes secondary. You know, you guys will line up at the right time. So I think a perfect way to, to sum it up is just, you know, don't be so fixated on on finding the one and missed, the, you know, the king. Mm. Be so mm. on God. On oh, God. Mm. That's yeah, on you God. don't miss, right? Yeah. <laughs> Good one right there. That was on God right there. Oh, God. Mm -hmm. Be so focused on God that when the partner comes, they just fall in line and they mm -hmm. come with you. It makes it a lot more easy, a lot a lot less stressful. When you know that you're on God's path, everything else becomes a little bit easier. Yes. Yes. Bop, bop, bop. And that's on God. <laughs> well, guys, we want to thank Perrin for joining us. You know, it was a pleasure. It was great. We hope have you back on for some future topics as well so thank you so much for joining us and on our next episode we're going to be talking about emotions so get your tissues out get your notepads get ready get excited we're going to be talking about emotions all right and we pray that you guys be blessed and that's on god that's on god, that's on god. awesome on god <laughs>